Blog Talk Radio. from WWE recently, including the Retro Illustrated shirts, which can be found on WWE Shop forward slash shop or shop.com. I mean, I don't know if they're still doing 40% off, but if you want to go to WrestleMania, you can find tickets available now on StubHub and SeatGeek.com, but you must buy them in groups. You cannot buy individual. Uh, the COVID policies for refunds and for COVID-19 are specifically stated on each website. It is WrestleMania soon, folks. WrestleMania 37 live from, well, guess where? Tampa. It's not like a fucking advertisement machine, man. A walking, adver- walking advertisement or laying down advertisement. Anyways, Bobby Lashley is the new WWE champion. He defeated The Miz. One of Granny's all-time favorites. Although she says she doesn't love the Miz, she actually was infatuated with him. Don't tell David now. I will send her a link to the episode. Don't worry, guys. Oh, speaking of uh, big news, I do have a guest tomorrow. He is Des Moines' favorite son, Ethan Everhart. You can catch him on my show, Off the Rails Uncensored, live, you know, Tomorrow at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. Those who want to live stream is blogtalkradio.com, Wrestle Radio Network. You can download or actually listen to it live on blogtalkradio.com. Just search Wrestle Radio Network. It's the amateur looking photo, you know, with the radio and all the names that I've had on the show thus far. I need to redo that. It looks terrible. Anyways, so I've been saying that for the longest fucking time, too. If you want to reach me on the social media handles, it goes something like this. Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. Wrestle underscore radio is the Instagram and at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter. The official. You know, WrestleMania season, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. There's been reports, yes, of Shinsuke Nakamura not being happy in World Wrestling Entertainment. Aside from all the cynicisms that go on on this show, folks, 
Uncle Bob has been saying a lot of good things about professional wrestling. I got to take a good look here. I got to. By Uncle Bob, I am referring to Brutal Bob Evans. Brutal Bob. Oh. People. Yeah, Brutal Bob Evans. He left a quote about professional wrestling that was very nice. He said he listened to a podcast and. It said a certain something. Let me let me read this to you folks. Well, he's got a lot of promotions. He's a very awesome dude. He is. If you're calling it, if you're in the business and offended by people calling it fake, you're concentrating on the wrong things. He's correct. Stop trying to sell stuff to people who don't want to buy. They will never be your customer. Move on. Plenty of fish in the sea. And then he also goes on to say. Stop trying to justify your existence. You're here. You exist. You belong. Showing people who don't understand your injuries isn't going to help. This is true. They'll either respect it or they won't. Most of the time, it's somebody passing by making a dumb remark they haven't given one second thought to or second thought to. Give them a break. They don't understand. They probably never will, and that's okay because we don't do it for them because it's not for them emphasized on them. It's for them. A lot of meaning behind what Uncle Bob normally says. So, in other words, I love Uncle Bob because he's such a good dude. And it's very rare that I'm starting off the show positive, but you know what? It's fine. Oh, okay, this is what he said. It's a great wrestling podcast I heard today. And a lot of us will think it's ours, but it's truly not. It says, there's no magic bullet. There's no way to succeed. There's are multiple ways to get there. Chances are you'll have to do a bunch of good things to succeed. Some things you have to pay for. Others you will be paid for. Learn the lessons in both. You will suffer setbacks. Stay with the plan. If you're not passionate about it and it's not you, then it won't succeed. Except it was a business class that had nothing to do with wrestling. Wrestling is every other business. We are doing ourselves a disservice by continuing to buy into the narrative that it's so different and unique. It's not. Serve your customers well, plan, bring in good revenue, watch your expenses, stay the course, you'll be fine. I love this dude because if you fucking actually listen to the stuff that he says and take it into consideration, let me tell you something. There are a lot of people that have gone under Uncle Bob's seminars or through Uncle Bob's seminars and they've actually listened to it, crafted it, you know, made it a service, made it serviceable for their customers and then guess what? They sold it and they are either in WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan or Uncle Bob would say humble say I don't really necessarily agree with that because what I said, Uncle Bob, let me tell you something, dude. When you say something, people listen. And I know I'm probably kissing as much ass as I normally do, but if you listen to this dude and what he has to say and put it into actual action, some people say they listen to what he says, some of the things they say or may agree with, they may disagree with, but does he care? Genuinely, yes. It depends on what you're presenting. Okay, because if you're trying to make it in the professional wrestling business, there's a difference between trying and envisioning 
you actually making it and going far. And um, aside from mentioning Uncle Bob and his advice, you know, lately I was very skeptical about watching WWE Raw because I normally skip out on watching it. So I decided to turn on the TV and... I started dreading it from the very first moment that it started because, you see, normally when stuff starts off with a promo, then someone interrupts with a microphone, and another person interrupts with a microphone, and that is what happened. So McIntyre begins the night, and then The Miz comes out, and Morrison. And after those two come out, out comes MVP, after MVP comes Sheamus. And let me tell you, the very first match of the night, McIntyre versus Sheamus, the first match of the night is supposed to set the tone for the rest of the night. It's supposed to be a live-action crescendo where it starts off, you know, very soft and very, you don't know what the fuck the song's about, and then, boom, the middle hit starts getting louder. And then by the end, pitch actually fucking hits its frequency and it becomes a beautiful crescendo McIntyre and Seamus told a fucking beautiful story Seamus and McIntyre my god it was not it wasn't your stereotypical 8 to 11 minute match no this match actually had some quality to it for two big guys who were very agile for their size and Seamus and McIntyre no, this is not being read off a fucking prompter. I'm being dead honest with you. Now, okay, if I read the ratings, that might depress a lot of people, so I'm not going to stick with ratings. I'm actually going to do my best, okay? And um, I um, I just want to point out, you know, thank you guys so much for listening to my craziness, okay? This is like a big deal. It really is. Um I'm almost to 7,000 all-times listens, but I will get to that later, and I have so much to be thankful for. Again, tomorrow I have a guest, Ethan Everhart, who will be, who will be joining Off the Rails Uncensored, the sister show of Wrestle Radio Network. All right, folks, let's get to the crazy, crazy review of WWE Raw. We crowned, WWE crowned a new champion, Bobby Lashley. We defeated the Miz. So let me just two twenty-eight. I believe it was the twenty-eighth, wasn't it? Or it was the first? It was the first. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. For sure. I thought it was a good match too. I mean, I didn't see some of it. I saw kind of like the wrestle. Okay, wrestle view. Wow. The McIntyre Sheamus match was great. The Miz came out trying to make his case, blah blah blah. <laughs> so let's see your commercial break. McIntyre in the ring, break the count, blah blah blah. So McIntyre won by the Claymore kick, and if I'm gonna read reviews. Naomi with Lana versus WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Nia Jax with Shayna Baszler. Nia Jax won by pencil, really? Samoan drop. 
Well, that was a quick, pointless match. Um, Lashley, <laughs> I know there's lots of this, and you're like, you're going back on your word. No, I'm just being honest. But that women's match, was I don't know what the purpose of that was, maybe to just pass the time. I'm not sure. So Braun Strowman wants to talk about something. Okay. It sucked without him in it. Sure it did. Shane's music. Are we going to see Braun versus Shane? So Strowman said, (laughs) I remember this part. Strowman picks up Adam Pearce and says, if you screw this up, you're going to get these hands. Uh, okay, so Raw Tag Team Championship, Braun Strowman and Adam Pearce with Shane McMahon versus The Hurt Business and Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. So I'm guessing... So Pearce gets in the ring and Benjamin quickly rolls him. So why... Okay, that's kind of funny. So it was a comedic match, in other words. So by pinfall, Braun Strowman is infuriated. Uh, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph is going to wreck this place. Um, and then Wreck-It Ralph, I mean, Braun Strowman. So, yeah, Tag Team Championship match, an impromptu. That's just lovely. Um, are they running low on talent? Probably because of COVID-19. I answered my own question. Elias with Jackson Riker versus Damian Priest with Bad Bunny. Oh, God, really? I spoke too soon. I mean, there's some cynicisms that I can't let go of. Elias with Jackson Riker. Really? I'm assuming that um, Damian Priest won this match. I don't know. It wasn't too soon for his call, dude. I think he actually is doing pretty well. Uh, The Myth, I got to see this. So Randy Orton's interviewed backstage by Caruso. I saw that. So then the main event. The Miz with John Morrison versus Bobby Lashley with MVP. So, during announcements commence, blah, 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 the bell rings. So, <laughs> the winner by countout was Bobby Lashley, and then MVP, they log in and he says it's not tonight, blah, 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 and then. So then Shane McMahon declares that there will be a WWE Championship match tonight. Beat the piss out of him. I guess we're dropping the PG label. Sorry, I had to take a yawn there. Um, Charlotte Flair makes her way to the ring. She says it's been an emotional few weeks. Okay. Then there's a video package of Shayna Baszler kicking Oscar's tooth out, which was gross. Please, God, do not have another Charlotte versus Oscar. That's going to put a traumatic image in our heads as fans when she was in NXT and she was just untouchable, and then you bring her up to Maine, and, well, Charlotte's the very first person she lost to. Go figure, right? Charlotte Flair versus the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, Shayna Baszler. Charlotte Flair actually, well, okay. Flair's knocked out of the ring with the side steps, Jax is sending in the wing steps. 
Blair takes Baszler down in the ring and hits natural selection. So she basically hit a rolling stunner is basically what it is. It's kind of cool move that she does. Um, Six-man tag match. I guess that was not the dear Lord. Um, T-Bar, Mace, and Slapjack, Mustafa Ali, and Reckoning versus Lucha House Party, Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado, and the United States champion, Matt Riddle. The winners by pencil. How did this? Okay, so Lindsay Dorado tags in and tags Slapjack with T-Bar. Okay, tags in and splashes Slapjack for the win. So that's definitely different. Non-title match, Mustafa Ali with Retribution versus United States champion, Riddle. Wait a minute. Hold on. So, Slapjack gets on the apron to distract the referee. Reckoning then gets in the ring. Ali hits Riddle. Uh, I don't want to read that word because that word pisses me off. I'm not even going to say it loud on air. Um, second rope for the win. So, off the distraction, Riddle loses. Makes sense. WWE Championship, Lashley versus MVP, or with MVP versus The Miz with Morrison. So, this is the second match they had. Bell rings and Miz swims WWE Championship at Lashley. Gets qualified, but Lashley catches it. Benjamin Alexander grabbed Miz and put him in the ring. Lashley viciously avalanches Miz down. Lashley continues to attack the Miz and hits a one-arm spine buster. Lashley applies the hurt lock, and Miz taps out. So, congratulations to Bobby Lashley. Okay. So who's going to challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship? I know a lot of people are saying, I want to see Lesnar versus Lashley. Um, Are you sure about that, guys? Some of us remember Lesnar's championship reign, right? He beat Kofi Kingston. So it wouldn't be a shock if he's going to go one-on-one with Lesnar. But I honestly... Just want to point this out. Wrestling is entertaining, but, you know, Bad Bunny getting involved with Damian Freeze. Bad Bunny getting involved, period. It leaves a lot of question marks in some areas, but in some areas, you know what? It's beneficial. Oh, and um, I've got 41 minutes left, and I know I do this all the time. Pretty much bad habit, right? So, without further ado, if you have this, the following content contains expletives, inappropriate language for minors under the age of 18. If you have anybody under the age of 18, for the love of Christ, plug your ears, do not repeat what you heard to the principal, or you can get me no, you can't get me in big trouble because I'm not going to school like your child. But anyways, a lot of this language is expletive. contains explicit content. Yep. So, if there is any reproduction or likeness thereof, of off-the-rails uncensored, a coin phrase, this podcast, since 2016, Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark podcast. 2007 is coined the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored on March 7, 2016. Any reproduction or release without consent 
and it's punishable by law, and there will be a $45 fine for every use of the words or a phrase off the rails uncensored. Now, angel fishes. I've got less time on the clock, but actually plenty of time to discuss with you all what I truly think and hopefully, you know, agree to disagree type thing. All right. Monkeys in the truck, can you please, please, pretty please, with a cherry on top, hit my music. So, like I said at the beginning of the show, there's a shit ton of cynicism amongst pro wrestling fans, even pro wrestlers. Am I guilty of cynicism? You bet your ass I am. I wouldn't call it cynicism in some instances, though. If I'm personally observing your show and it sucks, I will be brutally honest with you. And you're like, well, you're just keyboard warrior. Oh, you don't know. I'm like, dude, I'm thankful that you guys are giving us a show. However, I do want to address a few things later on in this podcast or this show. And I just want to point out, thank you to every company, even though if I do shoot the shit and talk a lot of it on a certain company, I do want to thank them for giving a level of competition because in wrestling it's healthy to have competition. It's unhealthy to be the only company running the ship because we all know Just how well that worked out for ECW, WCW. What I'm trying to get at, folks, is professional wrestling has taken a lot of blows financially. And they are trying to support one another, you know, by advertising the merchandise that has been afforded to them through their websites. You know, even if they aren't doing as many shows independently, Wrestling's given me, always given me a sense of escape. I shouldn't say just now, because it's always going to be the, the one constant in my brain. When you feel like there's nothing to fucking smile about, I go to pro wrestling. I watch even the documentaries on Dark Side of the Ring. I love wrestling to the point where if a coworker of mine brings it up, I'll talk with them about it and I'll listen. And there are times when I get frustrated when they say certain things. It's okay. But I realize we saw it's not going to fucking help. Actually making sure that I get myself up to watch a show because I have very low energy from working all day or... I try to force myself to watch some wrestling because it's the one thing that works as my secondary therapy. It's been rough not being able to go to shows. It's been rough not being able to go to live shows. 
They did say, we're opening up Barclays again. We're opening up Madison Square Garden. I mean, that's news to me that I love to fucking hear because been cooped up, you know, not only in this house, but it's not like I am living off of unemployment or am using my benefits to get by. You know, look, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing to live off of uh, SSI, but here's the thing. This is not a political show. This is not a religious show. If you ask me, I will tell you. And that is, please read before you make an ignorant comment again. Sorry, folks, for that little waylay of words. Uh, melee, I should say. Professional wrestling has provided some of the fans with the biggest hopes and dreams, you know, when this shit ends, I want to be a pro wrestler, or when this shit ends, I just hope to go to an autograph show, or when this show uh, pandemic ends, I pray, you know, that this happens and that happens. Professional wrestling, yes, sometimes needs a prayer because of how manic things are right now, speaking because of WrestleMania 37. Am I thrilled about? Am I thrilled about what? Oh, no, no, no. There are actually several things that I'm thrilled about because if they're inviting an audience back to the arena, you know there's still people going to be like, oh, did you miss us? You know, we pay your salaries. Okay, you know, that's another subject for another day, man. But, uh, I mean, look. I was definitely annoyed that they did not give some of the former fans, you know, of not former fans, but the ticket holders from the last WrestleMania. They said they wanted to gain fresh revenue. That's understandable. So frustrating, though, because, you know, I believe, yes, you can stream it live on Peacock, the app called Peacock. You can... That's a free streaming service, so WrestleMania will be on that uh, particular app. So if you have Roku or Apple TV, download the app. Trust me, it will update, and it does kind of make everyone feel annoyed around them. By the way, WrestleMania 37 is taking place, and we don't even have a full card for it just yet. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that I have to cover that I didn't cover yesterday, folks. I apologize. Um there's a picture of MVP. Yes, I get it, man. Thanks for sending me that, though. We don't know who WrestleMania, you know, I'm dead serious. We do not know who Lashley's opponent at WrestleMania 37 is going to be. But congratulations, dude, once again, man. That's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> so, rumor and expected matches for Mania 37. Uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, now less than 40 days away, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, yes, Universal Title Match, Hall of Famer Edge versus uh, Roman Reigns, SmackDown Women's Championship Match, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks, 
Drew McIntyre versus Lashley is the match they're probably going to make, right? He did put on a damn good show versus Sheamus. And to me, I thought it was very well put together. The story was told. Thank you so much, Mr. Lashley. Uh, Not Mr. Lashley. Mr. McIntyre, and thank you, Sheamus. Oh, no, no, no. I completely agree. If you have any questions, guys, it's Wrestle underscore radio on the Instagram, at underscore Brian Rail on Twitter. And also, if you have any questions for us, it's Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. So I've got to check some other things. You know, I said enough. there's enough cynicism on the show. And for what Raw showed us that night, why can't that be as exciting every night? Because obviously. Okay, it's not healthy to do the same type of explosive show every single week. I mean, it'd be nice. Raw ratings in 2021, okay. Wow. Raw viewership tops cable ratings for world title change. This is interesting. WWE Raw featuring Bobby Lashley beating the Miz for the WWE Championship is an advertised matchup topping Monday night's Cable ratings in the 18 to 49, top 150, which average viewership of 1.884 million viewers. Raw generated a 0.60 rating in the 18 to 49 demo during the 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time hour. So, good enough to win the night on cable. However, the revenge viewership, average viewership, is down slightly from last week's 1.890 million. Raw came in at number eight in total viewership for the night was posting a .58 average rating in the 18-49 demo across three hours. Three hours is a lot, and I'm guessing someone weathered the storm, Vince. There are a lot of those who don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and then they say something about Vince, and it's like, kind of like finding the holy fucking grail. If you dare make a comment in front of his face, he'll either respect you or go, well, yeah, I don't like this asshole. I don't like her. Because if you think on it, folks, they are trying to give us all entertainment through a fucking pandemic. They, as in the company that I ride and wriggle like a worm on a hook when I discuss them, AEW, and then you've got WWE, who has been hitting this for years. Oh, I don't know. It's very true. You don't know what you're going to get when you get WWE. Not like the Forrest Gump phrase goes, life is like a box of chocolates. For Raw and Raw's case, sometimes the saying goes, well, it's like two bowls of shit. I can't really say that about this week's show. Slashly. Got the privilege, folks, of not privilege, but he got the opportunity to change history because normally the countout finish would have been the first result and it would have stayed. So a lot of things may be changing that we don't know about. That now wrestling has finally taken on being not other, you know, being my therapy, other people's therapies, their escape. It's our escape when it comes to 
looking at what's in front of us, we know that, you know, people are getting vaccinated. We know that COVID-19 is still a thing. We know that a lot of people disagree politically because they're asshats. And they just want to start, you know, a whole bunch of shit. But we also know that even though that demographic is lower than most demographics and ratings, it took number eight. That's a goddamn improvement, man. Considering the fact that Raw was in the fucking toilet and kind of still is, ratings-wise, it's because people find new trends all the time. I'm a firm believer that, yeah, cynicism has to exist. So if you have any questions regarding why I'm so cynical and now all of a sudden I'm positive, well, um, I can tell you the curtain jerk match was one of the matches that made me go, whoa. Seamus and McIntyre, holy fuck. What a match. Lashley and Miz, that might as well have been a lumberjack match. At the rate that they were throwing him in and out of the ring, because the Miz threw himself out, tried to get disqualified, you know, by hitting Lashley with a belt. And then, you know, it did tell a story, even though it was brief. Some people are going to say, well, why why don't you, the Miz? It's not that I dislike him, Okay. But if you ask the general fan <laughs> who's the Miz, they're going to say, oh, yeah, that dude off the reality show, Real World. Some may say that. But others will tell you, who's that dude? They don't know Bobby Lashley. A lot of non-wrestling fans, they don't know him. But in the same token, he did just win the WWE Championship. So now I guess if they flip the channel for a brief second, whether they meant to or not, Bobby Lashley is your new champion. Oh, and I also love saying this. Sometimes it's good in WWE or any kind of wrestling for a change to be made and to be seen. Because a lot of times the audience would have seen uh, The Miz winning by count-up saying, damn, that was a missed opportunity for Lashley. Other times, you know, you're, you know, different people, different fans tell you different things. And how they react is kind of funny. Some say, I'm never watching WWE again, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, you had Mark Henry as a world champion. You had Kofi Kingston as a universal champion. And now you have Bobby Lashley. MVP led so many of them out of, you know, horrible situations for booking Lashley and that whole Rusev Turkle or whatever the fuck. And then you have Lana, or not Lana, you have um, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Shelton Benjamin, I don't know what the hell they were doing with him first. I think he was probably, at best, he was probably mid-carding, yep. And even though that was kind of his position the last time around in WWE, no. He was main eventing, not kind of, was not main eventing, but the last match that I remember seeing with Shelton Benjamin happened to be a TLC match. Whoever got climbed up that ladder and got a briefcase, he didn't win, but holy fuck, this dude is just as agile as Kofi Kingston. He is just, I mean, he looks stronger than him, obviously. He's a former collegiate athlete. not saying that Kofi is no slouch, but all I can tell you is these changes were long overdue. And I mean that in the most sincerest of all ways. Yeah, there's just a lot of things people don't seem to understand. And one of those things happens to be this. 
I grew up watching ECW. Grew up watching some very interesting characters, okay? If some of the things that I saw were not to be seen, then I guess you could say seeing New Jack throwing Vic Grimes off the fucking scaffolding or Sandman powerbombing Tommy Dreamer or Sabu powerbombing Tommy Dreamer onto a shit ton of tables. Oh, and then in between that, I saw the wholesome WWF <laughs> back in the day with Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, and all them. Vader, Diesel, One Two Three Kid, Yokozuna, Quang. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of names that I grew up watching and seeing. And is it the same as if it was in the '90s? No, because obviously had a crowd and. Now, I guess, there's still a crowd. It's just at home. Behind our keyboards, laughing our tits off. Or criticizing the fuck out of a show. No, I mean, it is what it is. So, I just want to say in a roundabout way. Thank you. Because without you guys, I'm pretty sure most of us would probably be sitting at home, staring at the TV, going, okay, is this going to, is this show ever going to be as interesting as wrestling was? Thank God they didn't stop wrestling, guys, because we would have been driven crazy. We wouldn't have anything to criticize on our podcast. We wouldn't have anything to say. Yeah, I criticize because it's the right to, right? Without, you know, going absolutely bonk, batshit crazy and bonkers, batshit bonkers crazy. There we go. That's that's the combination phrase I was looking for. Without wrestling, that drives us absolutely insane. Thank you. Thank you, Pro Wrestling 2021. Because, you know, without NXT, without AEW Dynamite, without AEW Dark, without WWE SmackDown Live, and without certain shows that go on air and don't get noticed, you know, I guess i going to point out, yes, it's nice. It's refreshing to finally see that Raw is taking the advice of the fans that aren't there. Or actually doing your own thing and actually providing us with entertainment and a service. So all we have to do when we come back is just clap until our hands go raw. You know, stand up and scream, boo the bad guys, buy merchandise. We miss the shit out of you guys, whether you believe it or not. I mean, some of the outcomes, yes, we can still complain about. We're both, we're all human. And though some of us may not agree with one another on certain workers, that's fine, because we're all fucking human. Now, granted, Raw was down a certain percentage. I don't care. Yeah, proof's in the pudding. All the phrases that I've said beforehand, yeah, I'll probably go back to being a fucking cynic in certain ways, in certain aspects, in certain opinions. But when all is said and done, folks, I want to point out something to you as I'm not laying down anymore I'm actually standing we can criticize all we want 
but without them entertaining the hell out of us, where would we be? Probably just sitting down, playing a game, talking shit while playing the game online, buying merchandise like the belts and pretending that we were champions in our own backyard. God, I hope not. Um, anyways, the part about backyard, but I'll get to that later. So, <laughs> who's Lashley's opponent going to be? McIntyre? That's interesting. Is McIntyre going to win? I don't know. Lashley and McIntyre kind of have comeback stories that are kind of really, really underrated, and that's the nice part, especially considering the fact that McIntyre had to take the very long road to making himself known again in WWE, earning it all the way, you know, in ICW and then earning it back in NXT. I mean, there's a lot of good that came out of Drew McIntyre and he came back being, you know, one of the former members of 3MB. And then after that, you have Bobby Lashley, who went to uh, MMA, and then he decided to come back. I mean, it all depends on how you look at it. I mean, there are... He was a horrible love triangle story with Lana, and then Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, and see here, oh, MVP. MVP came back and made... I wouldn't say made him relevant again, but he did kind of boost them up in the company. Look who's tag team champions now. Look who's the champion, the WWE champion. Bobby Lashley, tag team champion. Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. Cedric was kind of a, well, he's a featherweight, and it looks like he wasn't going anywhere. He's about further than most of us, right? He's in the company. He's doing great. I think some people notice him, some people didn't care. I still don't care for him as a solo, but as a tag team, look, he's a champion. So there's no denying someone's success in the company, especially the Hurt Business, even though that's a not well-known group if you ask a casual person off the street. you know who this guy is? No. Okay, does he work for wrestling? Wrestling? Because I know when I ask some people today, oh, you watch wrestling? I used to watch them when I was a kid, and then the life story came out. What I'm getting at it, folks, is I'm I'm grateful to an extent, meaning I'm thankful that I have something to watch, talk about, criticize, love, hate, dislike, love again, and then go around in circles rambling about. And that's professional wrestling. Because without it, I'm pretty sure I would drive myself up a wall just going to work at home, work at home, have nothing to watch. Thank God, as I said, thank God that they decided, you know, we're not going to stop the entertainment. We're going to pay our guys and gals, and we're going to have them entertain you guys. That is the joy, or that is the certain type of thing that brings me as a fan and others joy about watching this shit on TV. So otherwise, it would be ESPN Sports Zone or Sports Center being basketball because it's March Madness. Yeah, there's a tournament going on. What do you fucking do? There's a lot of people that win money in this. There's a lot of people that lose money in this. So, thank you, wrestling. 
I don't know if there's any other WWE pay-per-view going on. But the calendar list is, oh, yes, WrestleMania is next month. I know that. Um, no, I mean, I'm not mad at any of the AEW guys. I'm just, there's a few, if you're going to ask that question, here's the answer, Ryan. Here's the answer to that question. The reason why I was not a fan of AEW when they first started is because they did, you know, someone said, that be Cody, we are not going to oversaturate our roster with talent, you know, from former companies. World Wrestling Entertainment. So I got upset because when you say something and then completely turn around and do the complete opposite of what you just said, nobody's perfect, but at the same fucking time, there's okay. Arn Anderson, Jim Ross, you know, Jake the Snake for a brief hot second, and now you don't. Maybe you do. Actually, you do. Then you've got Matt Hardy. I don't know when Jeff's coming, dude. I'm just saying. Then you've got Miro. You've got Jake Hager. There are, okay, Sean Spears, Britt Baker. The list goes on. Oh, yeah, Steve Malenko is part of Creative. There's a lot of people. Billy Gunn. There are several names. The Witch that come up. And I'm not going to touch that base with that because I just said I'm kind of done with cynicism just for the moment. But I'll bring it right back up out of the ashes as I did currently because you asked the question. So I answered, my friend. That's all I'm going to tell you is that when a certain company spokesperson and part owner of the company says, we're not going to oversaturate our roster yet, in came Matt Cardona. In came Matt Hardy. In came a lot of former WWE talent. Okay, Pac. And let's see, who else? Mm. Oh, Moxley. I just got just to gotta put that out here, just a smidgen. All right. As I was saying, thank you, professional wrestling in 2021. You know, ratings are ratings, but entertainment, to me, is entertainment. I'm sure Granny feels similarly, but maybe a slight bit different when it comes to certain things and aspects of the business or sport, Ragnarok, this crazy thing called professional wrestling. Sure. Some people fall in love with the way things are and they don't want change. But me and others that want to see something different, we saw something different. Whether it be some, some may say it's minuscule that Lashley won the fucking title. You know, I'm going to point out, no, it wasn't. It wasn't minuscule. It was actually a big fucking deal because it was the first time in his career that he's won a world heavyweight championship in wrestling, in professional wrestling. Now the only question is, who is he going to face? Is it going to be a Please don't make it a triple. Please do not make it a triple threat with Lesnar and McIntyre. We all know good and well, that sometimes WWE lulls you into a false sense of security and then flattens you like a car going 90 miles an hour and you couldn't get out of the way, so boom, like a cartoon, you got fucking hit. I pray that this isn't the battery ram lowered enough to boom us all, uh, metaphorically hit us in the fucking head, so... I'm praying that this change continues because look at the trend, man. 
the demographics from 18 to 49 did a lot better than it did prior week. So they're improving. I like the fact that I'm seeing action after not very long promos. That's a sign of improvement. Not to say that you know, I can checkmark everything that I like and dislike, but I just want to point out it's been a long time coming that wrestling's actually finally making sense. It's not taking forever on promos and then you know, having a little tidbit of action and not going directly into a match. So it's a work in progress, as I stated earlier. Why? At least they uh, well, don't know what to say about Bad Bunny. But I do know that Damian Priest is one hell of a talent. He's really fucking friendly. I don't know if I met him at Monster Factory. Maybe it was before NXT. But anyways... If you ask that question, yes, I don't know if that's, I don't think that was him. I don't know if he was there during the time I was at the camp, but I I just want to point out, man, he's one hell of a competitor. Because look, how many years it took him to get into WWE. And he even said himself, you know, how many people can say that they took part in the Royal Rumble? And that's one of his favorite um, types of WWE pay-per-views in all of all time. Not to sound like a fucking fanboy, but he's tall. He's got athleticism. Otherwise, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he'd be doing outside of WWE. Probably coaching at Monster Factory or picking something else up. That's a good question, though. Um, No, I'm not familiar with the Steve Cutler situation, but I'm going to leave that alone. I know nothing about it. I've read about it, sir, but I, in passing on social media, a few different groups, and I'm going to leave it at that. Yes, pro wrestling as a whole, thank you not only for trying, but for giving us stories, even though one side of your stories are just, you said the cynicism is still there, it's just in tidbits will show up from time to time. Thank you for giving us stories that we could actually be like, oh man, that's pretty cool, or oh yeah, I didn't like that. In other words, what I'm trying to say in a long, fucking winded way is thank you all, despite me, you know, being sinister, or very cynical about one particular group, and that would be AEW. So, I think, therefore, I know pro wrestling, as far as WWE is concerned, have they turned over a new leaf? Mm, depends on how you look at it. Are things getting going to get better? They are getting better. I mean, 1.8's maybe not a 2, but if it were shitty, you'd be hearing it right now. Right now, I was impressed with the whole Sheamus versus McIntyre thing. Lashley versus Miz, maybe not so much, but at least he won a championship. So on that note, folks, I'm starting to fade. <laughs> and if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, oh, wait, 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 before I go out. For those of you trying to reach out to someone that you stabbed in the back, please don't. I got wind of something today. From, you know, I heard, you know, like, didn't he do this? Didn't he do that? Don't go back to 
is a person who has the metaphorical knife in their back pocket, willing to stab you in the direct just to get, you know, ahead in pro wrestling. Do not. Okay, just a fair warning, all right, man? Anyways, if you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Actually, that was weak. If you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And toodles, bitches, I got to go to bed. I had a little, I had to say, and by the way, before I get off air, There are the givers that constantly give, and there are the takers that constantly take. So be careful who you choose. All right? For real, bitches, toodles, I got to go to sleep. Get up in the morning. All right, monkeys in the truck, can you please hit my music before I yawn you to death? Dig it. Personality, the cultural personality. 